everyone, and welcome to Corset and Crown Presents Drawing Room Callers. I am Duchess Katie, and with me as always is my co-host, Lady Sadie. And today we, are, today we are joined by a very special guest, Lenora Bell. Welcome Hi. to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sadie and uh, Katie. <laughs> we're so happy um, that you wanted to come on and chat with us. So thank you so again for being excited. here. Yes. I was trying to we remember your title. I was like, is she Duchess Katie? Is she Princess <laughs> Katie? Is she Queen Katie? Okay, Duchess. Duchess Katie. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take any any moniker really <laughs> so yeah uh, before we get started do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself absolutely so i'm a historical romance novelist with avon books and i am currently working on my ninth book with avon and we are here to discuss my eighth book which is the devil's own duke and i don't know if you can tell just by listening to the title but i write fun, frothy, sexy, Regency romance. It's kind of like rom-com romps set in uh, the 1800s. So Jane Austen with naughty bits. <laughs> that is, and it's true. That is my new favorite phrase, Jane Austen with naughty <laughs> with bits. Naughty bits. <laughs> yeah. And but that... you know, Ju uh, Julia Quinn has given us a new frame of reference. So I could just say, yeah, like Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> That really helps. And now everyone that finally knows what romance is. <laughs> right, right, right. She's just gifted us a new whole frame of reference for cocktail parties. Exactly. And I'm thankful for that. Yes. It's also like, should be. it's also kind of like, we've been here, people. We've been waiting for you to join us yep. on this, on this wonderful journey of romance. <laughs> so yep. Just, just kind of get us started. This is kind of a question we always like to ask people is, what was your first romance novel? If you can remember. Oh. Well, um, first one you I, read. Gosh, I like to answer that. <laughs> I like to answer that by saying uh, Pride and Prejudice because it is a romance novel. And mm -hmm. Jane Austen was a big old feminist because, you know, women in her day were not supposed to be writing and publishing novels. And it's true. So it was actually a feminist act just to even write that book. And I, I think it was the first romance novel that I historical, I mean, she was writing in the Regency era, observing the Regency era, mm -hmm. but it is a Regency romance novel. It's just written from within, you know, right. written from within the uh, era. And I love that. I love that's that. a good, that's a good point because I remember reading Pride and Prejudice and thinking like, having read other romance novels too. Mm -hmm. And you're like, we're just looking way back but yeah. Jane Austen she was in it she was there you know yeah <laughs> yeah but if you if you're talking old school romance because I know you like that Katie and I think sure Stacey uh -huh. does as well but um then we're then we're talking Kathleen Wood Woodowice Woodowice mm -hmm. you know flame in the flower mm -hmm. or whatever you know that type of that type of uh epic saga <laughs> yes saga <laughs> romantic the saga yes yeah. um I always like to know, what is the hardest kind of character for you to write? Did you have a particular character in your books that was really hard for you to get on paper or hard for you to get to know? Well, and I have had this sort of um, said to me as criticism sometimes is that some people say, my books are very centered around the heroine, 
which I agree. I absolutely agree. She's that sounds always, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, she's always <laughs> the character who comes to me first, and I always know the most about her. And for me, the biggest work in you know finishing or or getting to know my characters, I kind of psychoanalyze my characters before I start writing, is getting to know the hero. And sometimes I've, I, my editor tells me, you don't know him well enough yet. You know, he's kind of a paper cutout and, and your heroine is fully fleshed out, but your hero needs some work. So for me, I think which book I'm thinking of is, um, is for the Duke's eyes only. And okay. this was, yeah, so this was my um, sixth, uh, fifth book. Book, yeah. yeah and it's kind of like he was supposed to be based on James Bond and she was supposed to be based on Indiana Jones mm -hmm. so it was kind of like uh, Indiana Jones versus James Bond Duke and her name was Lady India of course and they were on this you know romp through from England to Paris after a stolen artifact and it was a lot of fun to write but I really didn't know him well enough until like four months after my deadline <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was a bit of a problem but I really did dug deep and I really got to know Ra the Duke of Ravenwood and what made him tick mm -hmm. and it was an enemies to lovers thing and then I had so much fun finishing that book because their banter and their sexual chemistry yes. was off the charts <laughs> yes and the, I, I, I always think about that kind of like if we get to ask authors that question because it usually, it almost always ends up being a character that I'm like, this guy is perfect or she's perfect or whatever. And then you're sitting here thinking like, he was a son of a gun to write. I'll tell you what, <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I appreciate it. You did the, you did good. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, of course. <clears throat> so what about, um, what about your favorite tropes? Do you have a favorite that you like to read or write? Oh my gosh, I love all the tropes. I know you just had Ava Lee on with um, uh, Waiting for a Scott Like You, right? Wasn't that We the, did or, talk about her. Did, yeah. Yes, we did talk, yeah. about, that we one. Did talk mm -hmm. about that one. Oh my gosh, I love the forced proximity trope. I just love it. And I love um, grumpy hero trope. Absolutely love that. I love oh, yeah. um, forced marriage. And I that in The Devil's Own Duke, we have sort of, it was. it's not like, at pistol point or something, but it is right. Marriage of convenience. Marriage of <laughs> <Yeah>. convenience. <laughs> yes, I love marriage of convenience, and also I. I mean, there there probably isn't a trope I wouldn't write, except for maybe um, secret baby. I don't know. Maybe I could make that work. I know some authors have made it work, but so so I guess I answered your question <laughs> in the negative. I like all tropes. I love <laughs> my books. My books are yes. tropastic. They really are. And they are. <laughs> so, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm coming down on the um, probably no secret baby, but everything else is, is uh, you know, fair game. Fair game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I love to know what this is sort of going off what we were talking about when people say, what do you write? Do you have a favorite response to give when people look down or insult your work or insult romance? Hmm. That's a really good question. I mean, because you know why you asked that question? Because it happens. It's happened to all of us. Constantly. Constantly. Can I just tell you a really positive story? Um, yes. I'm, yeah. I, just, I just recently moved back to my small hometown in Alaska. 
this is a rural community, has one bookstore, one, one bookstore, which, which features, of course, Alaskan authors and mostly, you know, literary fiction and uh, literary non creative nonfiction, which I actually have a, a, a master's of fine arts in creative nonfiction. So I, I come from that background. And I approached the bookstore owner and I said, I have a new release coming out. I know I'm not in your wheelhouse. I know I'm not in the genre. <laughs> I, I know, you know, and, and how would you like to have a pre-order link up for people to get signed books? Cause I'm here, I can sign them. I've never been able to offer that before cause I've always been overseas in Switzerland, New Zealand, whatever. So um, <laughs> she just wrote back to me and enthusiastically said, yes, we would love to feature a romance novelist who's a local author and something different and something new. And we're going to have events. Oh. We're going to have a book club. We're going to, you know, she just got really into it. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I love so that. I, I think when I, I approached her from the mindset of, I'm not your genre. I'm not your genre. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you, you know, you might not want me, <laughs> that type <laughs> of thing. But to have that enthusiastic response. And I think when people, when people sort of denigrate or, uh, you know, just sort of make fun of the romance genre, haha, you know, do, does your husband help you with your research, that type of thing? I tend to, um, I don't laugh it off. I kind of engage, I engage with them, but I do it hopefully in a constructive way. And yes. I, they might actually get back into a corner and have a whole uh, discussion with me about Jane Austen all the way up through uh, Georgette Hayer, all the way up through Julia Quinn, and then all the way up through my books. You know, they might, they might actually be in for that conversation. <laughs> depends on how many glasses of wine I've had. There you how go. About, how, about, how about you, Sadie? That was a long answer, but what do you say? <laughs> Um, well, for so long, I, I used the term that I was a closeted romance reader. Oh. Like I was raised to be a reader and I learned to love to read and just books were always in my house as a kid. And I read tons and tons and tons. And then I discovered romance and that was suddenly not okay. And for so often people called them bodice rippers and the mommy porn like term and just like insulted it and I was like have you read it mm -hmm. and that's always what I want to know is so like have you actually read it because yeah if you want erotica there's plenty out there but it's there More power to you <laughs> have you read at the same time why is it yeah. bad that women enjoy that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just because there's sex in the books you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we, we yeah. love thrillers and mysteries, which don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I love a thriller mm -hmm. and a mystery, but yep. that talk that's, they're violent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're horrifying. And for some reason that we're more okay with that than women enjoying sex. <laughs> right. I mean, and, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've heard this so many times before when people ask me, Oh, does your husband help you with your research? I say, well, do you ask that of crime? Authors? Yeah. Do you ask, ask three authors? If they, if they you go murder out anyone murder, for research? Murder have you murdered anyone? For research? No. I mean, I really that's, like that. That's a fair question. It's the same kind of. I mean, you could say that about a lot of things when people you're like, oh, like when you see those red carpet interviews and they're asking females like these really like misogynistic questions, and they're like, are you going to ask? Are you going to ask the guys that question too? Okay, just checking uh -huh. because yeah, you know it's the same kind of thing. And I remember like a faded mates episode, like forever ago. And Jen had shared like 
a long response on how to respond to people who have an, of course, I don't have it like locked in because people stopped asking me that those crappy questions because I'm sitting here like, I get like feral. (laughs) Yeah. Bring it on. Like, do you want to have a long conversation with me? Especially Mm -hmm. if I'm, you know, in my cups, as they say, um, cause I will, I, I will set you down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love so you that. You get the cut direct though. <laughs> yep. It depends on who it is. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. what we should start doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, so oh, I, I also, I, oh, sorry, Sadie. No, I was just going to say, I also think it's really fascinating though. Cause it's a community of women. And so many female authors supporting each other and supporting female readers and editors like it. And I think that's really beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I know that it really helped me get through teaching from home in 2020. Like that's Mm -hmm. how I found your books. Like I needed this beautiful world to explore and play in and romance is always that. Oh, truly wonderful way to say it. That's just a wonderful way to say it. And that's why I'm writing romance in particular it's a genre that i love it's a genre mostly written by women for women and it's also a genre that brings a lot of joy into the world and a lot of beauty and love and not to be cliched yes to 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 dig into the cliche what the world needs now right it's love it's true we need more love Love for love for everybody yep it's true so kind of in like in regards to that um the what do you what do you think about like the trends and the growth that are happening within the romance genre I mean it's changing so much I mean even in the last decade I mean I'm thinking like your your new series and like Sarah McLean's new series with like the lady gangs and they're you know just kind of like they're not taking shit from anybody you know it's just that's just like that's one trend I've I've personally just kind of started to notice Um, if the Hell's Bells aren't made into a Netflix series, I'm going to just be very, I don't know, very angry because yeah. it's like you she, and me both. <laughs> she has handed, but Sarah McLean is a brilliant, brilliant person. And she has handed these television executives a series on a plate, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just got everything. I have actually, I have, I have it right here. I have it right here. I just got it. It took so long to get to Alaska. <laughs> Bombshell. It just took, you know, it, t- it takes Bombshell, like, yeah. after I pre-ordered it, I was like, okay, it's not going to get here right on release day. It literally took like eight or nine. It took set a week after, which was upsetting. But anyway, I just feel like all you have to say is Victorian girl gangs. That's all you have to say. We want that. We need mm-hmm. that. We have to have it. <laughs> yeah. We do. We, we absolutely we, and do. And we deserve it. <laughs> I know. We, women deserve Victorian girl gangs rising up and destroying right. I mean, come on. We got the Peaky Blinders. We got all these gangs of in Victorian, Victorian gangs. We've got all of mm-hmm. them. Where's the female gangs that are looking out for women, using the bells, warning bell systems? I mean, this is just brilliant. I am so excited mm-hmm. about her new series. And I love that. I love that trend where the heroines are kick ass. They, they don't. And, and, you know, but also I feel like someone like a Tessa Dare, mm-hmm. her heroines might be a little more um, traditionally um, with traditional feminine virtues or whatever, what have you, but her heroines are just as complex, just as feminine, yes. you know? And so she, she is, is also in the vanguard of this movement mm-hmm. to make unapologetically feminist, 
and to model explicit consent on the page. Yes. And then also someone like your Vanessa Riley. Um, she is not only getting the feminism and modeling the consent, she is pushing us toward more diverse romances to portray the full spectrum of life in these historical eras. And I, I'm so thankful for that because it's just kind of like you, you want to see the diversity. And I think in reading books like Vanessa's or um, Beverly Jenkins, where hers are obviously different, they're a different time, they're a different setting and things like that. But like, we need, like, you know, we need to make sure that people know that those books want to be like, we want to consume those books. And I feel like when, like if more, um, you know, BIPOC authors are finally given a chance to tell their stories, we're we're just kind of sitting here wondering like, where have these books been? Time. Oh my gosh. Do you know which one? Are you so excited about Erica Ridley's next book? It's the, um, the perks of loving a wallflower. Wallflower. Yes. I have that one. I have that one. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for that book. And it's just getting rave reviews from all yeah. of the critics. So yeah, really excited. I, saw, I had a lot of fun reading. Um, we read Wallflower Wager together in June, oh, oh um, which was also a sapphic love story. But I also loved Kat, um, Kat, Sebastian's Kat Sebastian's The Queer yeah. Principles of... Mm-hmm. Kit Webb. Queer Principles of Kit Webb. And I, it was just... It was so beautiful and so moving. And I'm like, see, like everyone can read these. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be this yeah. siloed consumption of media. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's funny is my mom is a huge fan of Cat Sebastian. Like she orders all her books. It's like one of her oh, favorite authors. Yeah, I, I love that too. And like, go mom. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so it's yes. not just, I, f- I feel like these books, the, the more, de- the books that are being published and and getting getting the diversity out there are not just catering to a narrow audience. Like, come on, mm-hmm. people are hungry mm-hmm. for these of all age groups, all ethnicities. Everybody wants these books. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, so <laughs> that leads us to the next new release that we're here to talk about, which is The Devil's Own Duke from you. <laughs> so what would you like to tell us about this exciting new release? Oh my gosh. So The Devil's <laughs> Own Duke, in, in the evolution of this book, um, this is a fairy tale retelling, which, which most of my books have been, I've mm-hmm. always just got some elements of fairy tales in there. So the first one in the series, um, was love is a rogue. And that was sort of a, a gender swapped retelling of beauty and the beast. So we had beastly Beatrice and her, uh, her manly carpenter who was not noble in any way. I mean, he was noble in all the good ways, but he was not right. a member of the nobility. Yes. So, and this one is sort of a take, my take on Cinderella. It's not, it doesn't follow Cinderella super closely, but I've, I've worked some things in. I love to weave Easter eggs in for my readers. And so I'm hoping, so, I'm not going to give them all away here, but I have <laughs> woven some Cinderella Easter eggs into the book and that I'm hoping people will find. And this is just a fun sort of a, it's, it's, a, it's a woman, Lady Henrietta Prince, and she's a vintner. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if I've seen this done in a historical romance before. And I got very excited about doing the historical research because when you think of England, do you think of wine? <laughs> no, still, I did not. I did not. <laughs> so still to this day, England is not known for its wine. 
However, I found an actual estate in, in Surrey that I modeled my um, Rose Hill estate on, and this was called Payne's Hill Estate. And it was producing a high quality sparkling wine back in like the 1760s. And I wow. modeled, yeah, yeah. So I just had so much fun researching. I had to go to a bunch of wineries in New Zealand because I was living in New Zealand at the time. And darn. in the- in Oh, the darn. I know, it was terrible. <laughs> I had to, had to drink so much wine in the making of this book. And um, so she's a vintner and he is a gaming hell owner. And here is a little tidbit. So his gaming hell, Ash Ellis's, he's kind of a rough and ready um, rogue who was raised on the streets of London. Yes. Oh, Sadie's spamming herself. <laughs> I'm very excited. I love a rogue. I, I love a rogue. I must have said the right words. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rough and tumble rogue. You had me there. Yay. Yeah. So anyway, um, they're really a mismatch and they're opposites attract. And they're also um, enemies to lovers because they just really hate each other on first sight or whatever. So, but anyway, I had a lot of fun um, researching his gaming hell, which is called the Devil's Staircase. And that name came to me actually from a New Zealand wine. The really? Zealand, yes. So the news, I have the bottle somewhere, but it's, <laughs> the, it's called the Devil's Staircase. And it has this great copy on the back that's like, let us lead you down the Devil's Staircase. Into, because New Zealand marketing is really funny. And I was like, <laughs> no, what? His gaming house should be called the Devil's Staircase because he's leading people down the pathway to ruin and sin, uh, yeah. you know? So I had a lot of fun with that. I had a lot of fun with just, you know, sort of a Spencer. She's, she's half wallflower, half Spencer. She's sort of on, on the, she's, she's becoming a Spencer by choice. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that, gosh, I'm, cut me off here. You guys need no. to talk more. No, 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 no. We're no, having we wanna, too much fun listening. We want to talk about, I mean, especially because it's so fresh in my mind too. I'm mm. just kind of like, and, and we were talking about Sarah earlier and her gang of the Hell's Bells. And I'm, I don't want to butcher this. Is it the Boa? Is it, how do you pronounce it? I say Boudicca. The, the Bodicea Club is. Bodicea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But there are several different pronunciations. So like, um, in different uh, times, <clears throat> eras in history, they've called it Boudicca, Bodicea. Yeah. There's several, in Victorian England, in, in like the 1830s when I was writing, it would have been the Bodicea. Bodicea. And then in Victorian era, so like when, um, what's her name, is writing where she named her cat Boudicca. Uh, what is her name? Oh, I know <gasps> what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she has a new release out on the 7th. Ah, help me out here, ladies. Um, oh my gosh. Um, Evie Dunmore. Yes, thank yeah, you. Evie. Evie Dunmore. Okay. I'm like, you should know this. <laughs> I've been painting I was like, my I think we're okay. even talking about this soon. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, because I've been painting my house all day and my brain's not working very well. <laughs> um, yes, Evie Dunmore, Portrait of a Scotsman. But yes, mm -hmm. so she named her cat Boudicca because Boudicca. she's writing in the later part of the Victorian era when that's what they would have called it. And it's interesting to see how names evolve over time. Yeah. Yeah. T truly. So my question was kind of, uh, if you're allowed to tell us mm. who might be coming next. Oh, from yes. Guru. Absolutely, Duchess Katie. I can <laughs> fill that on D, as they say in the tongue. <laughs> uh, yes. So I am writing the Duke of Westbury. 
Oh, oh. oh yes, the Duke of Westbury, the rakish, the uh, hellion, the wastrel who has gambled away all his money and has five sisters to bring out in society, mm-hmm. and his music instructor, Viola Beaton. I was like, is it gonna be Viola? Oh, yay. She's yay. Been in, oh my gosh, she's been in like four books by now. Yeah. She's- the girl <laughs> needs a break. <laughs> the girl needs a break. And I'll, I can just, just divulge one little tidbit about that book is that I'm going with the trope of kind of always a bridesmaid, never a bride type of a like always on the wings of life, not being the star of your own show, not being the star of your own life type of a trope uh-huh. for, for Viola because she's she's been um at three different weddings now in my book yeah she has doesn't she deserve a happy ending she really (laughs) she does does, and she's so sweet i'm so that makes me really happy (laughs) i'm so glad (laughs) i i'm i am loving writing her story but the duke of westbury gosh he's such a jerk right now i've got a really how am I going to redeem him? <laughs> He's got to work for that redemption arc. <laughs> I think you can do it. I have faith. Oh, yeah. I have faith. Katie already has it pre-ordered. Who is she kidding? <laughs> it doesn't have it a release me. date. She's pre-ordered it. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so probably um, The Devil's Own Duke is fresher in your mind, Katie, than in mine, because I literally have not opened <laughs> that book, thought about that book, read that book. I better gear up because it's coming out on the 28th. <laughs> yes I was like it's coming out at the end of the month it's coming out on the 28th of, of September and yeah I, I just finished reading my arc and um and that's I mean that uh, another reason why I like I love your book so much is that they're just so they're they're comforting um there's there's not a high level of angst you know there's always conflict you have to have it but it's not to the point where you're just kind of like okay I gotta pace around the house and like get some of this restless energy out to me it was just kind of like all right you two need to talk it out you need to bang it out you need to smooch it out you know (laughs) that kind of thing drink drink it out you know drink it out and that (laughs) and that was started at bang and you ended at drink (laughs) hey Sadie when you read the book you'll understand you're you will understand my my thought process there i love it so also i have to i have to know too what um what you're kind of doing in between i mean besides writing your the third book um in the series but you're renovating a house in alaska so are you reading anything right now too oh my gosh my life has taken this crazy turn so we were living in new zealand for three years i used to work for the state department and that's why I have moved. I can say that now. <laughs> um, that's why um, if you if you pick up my books at a bookstore, you'll notice one of them says currently living in Switzerland. One of them says currently yeah. living in Portland, Oregon. And the last two have been in New Zealand. And um, there was one that was written half in Bolivia. So I've been traveling yeah. around the world with my partner, Brian. We've been traveling around the world. We were in New Zealand for three years. And then just because of the pandemic and because we weren't able to see our families or friends for so long, we just decided to make the move back to the U.S. And we moved back to my hometown, tiny hometown of Haines, Alaska. And we're renovating an enormous old schoolhouse. It has never been a residence. I love yeah, that so, so it's basically much. life imitating book 
because if you read Love is a Rogue, it was about a bookish lady who was trying to finish her etymological dictionary she was writing while this handsome rogue was hammering away downstairs, making a ton of noise. And right now I am living that. I am living that. I'm trying to finish my book and my partner is demolishing a house below me. <laughs> I also, like Alaska terrifies me. I just read a book today that took oh. place in Alaska and I was truly terrified for, I think, 87% of it just by the land of Alaska. Um, I think we just lost Katie. Um, and I was just like, people live there full time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I live in Vermont, so I'm used to snow, but that's a whole other level. So yeah. are yeah, you an outdoorsy an sort too by half? Well, I grew up here. I grew up here. Okay. It's a yeah. land of extremes, extremely, you know, like, like our cats, our poor cats. We have two cats and we got them in Switzerland and they spent a lot of their life in New Zealand. And then they came here and they're like, oh, these birds are enormous and they will chase us. These ravens and crows and eagles, they will dive bomb us. And we have to learn that we are not the top of the food chain anymore. <laughs> well, those are some well-traveled cats. Yeah. So Sadie, what's on your, uh, what are you reading right now? I'm actually reading one of yours. I'm reading If I Only Had a Duke um, because I'm a big fan of a vigilante storyline. And Katie told me that that's where I needed to start on your backlist. Um, so that's where I'm starting on that. What about you, Duchess Katie? Um, well, I actually, I just, I just finished Lenora's, um, arc and, um, so now I'm moving on to Evie Dunmore, who we were just talking about as oh, well. Nice. I've got her, I've got her arc portrait of a Statsman to read. And I actually read, like, I blasted through a bunch of contemporaries and stuff mm -hmm. because I had been reading only historical for like two months straight. And I kind of like to have a little palate cleanse, even though historical is, that's pretty much where I live. Like that's my, that's my favorite. That's all everything back here is historical. <laughs> I can see your bookshelves. Those are some sweet bookshelves. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with them. Everyone <laughs> needs I, to have a book room. Have a house. <laughs> yeah. So I also have Julianne Long's I'm Only Wicked With You. I don't know if you, if that one's on is, your radar. Is I have heard of this. One? A new, is that her new one or? That's her like, new one. Yeah. Okay. And also um, my critique partner, when I say critique partner, it's the person that we sort of help each other along as we're writing the book. We call each other and we're like, oh, what does Dowager Duchess mean? Does it mean that she <laughs> was married and was she, and, you know, so um, is Sherris Michaels. Oh, nice. Oh, Yeah. And so her latest book just came out, um, When You Wish Upon a Duke. And it's kind of a crazy um, road trip romance, Sadie, just like If I Only Had a Duke, which is another road trip. And they are on their way to Iceland and there's pirates and there's Northern Lights. And it's just- That it's sounds kinda, like a blast. It's, it's kind of fun and magical and just charming. I, I love Sharice's books as well. Nice. I remember I remember seeing some of hers pop up like in Instagram and things like that. That's also the best way I feel like to find new authors. Because if people I'm following on Instagram are talking about a book and I follow them already because I like their taste, mm -hmm. well, then it helps me kind of, you know, bridge the gap between finding new authors. Cause I'm like, I can only reread my favorites so many times. Before. You mean I'm like, like okay, that time I binged all of Side Changeling in like three months <laughs> yes, and that's all I that. could talk about. Oh, I love Melody's thing. 
Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's exactly how to find new books. (laughs) Yes. Bookstagram is a great place for that. And And I have, uh, oh, sorry. I have um, the hard, the hardcover of Vanessa Riley, um, Island Queen. And then I just realized Mm. that I ordered two copies of it um, in my vast excitement. So yeah, I was like, you were excited. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to, have you ever done that? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You mean how I have three copies of The Rogue of Fifth Avenue by Joanna Shoup because I'm obsessed with Frank? Nice. Oh my God. Frank is so hot. I love him. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I'm just gonna have to give away one of those Island Queens because it's a beautiful hardcover edition. I love the cover of that book. And that's not like a straight up historical romance. It's more historical fiction, but I haven't even opened it yet, but I'm, I've just been saving it as a treat for after I meet my deadline, but I will be giving one of those away soon. <laughs> Very smart. Yes. So yeah. I, I did, I was talking to a friend of mine on Bookstagram and she came to, I think the first book of yours she ever read was Love is a Rogue as part of the seasonally booked up. Um, oh. So it was, oh, I, it, I think it was Winter of the Wallflower we were doing. Yes. I oh, think that's, that's what so it was. Fun. And um so after she read love is a rogue, she was like, I have to read everything now. So she's been like on the hunt to get all of your book, like find them, you know, and use bookstores and things like that. And so I was, I mentioned to her, I was like, Oh, I'll be talking to Lenora tonight. She's like, Oh my God. She was like, ask her. She, she was trying to think of questions. I was like, I can ask a question for you. And she was just like, do you, she wanted to know if you think that your writing or your process is going to change in any way now that you've moved back to Alaska, if that's going to, you know, you know, make any kind of like significant difference to the way that you're doing things. Oh, wow. Um, well, just in terms of time able mm-hmm. to spend on the book, like this is a really intense project and I yeah. am helping. I have renovated one house before. So I'm doing a lot of, I'm doing the like finish work. So whenever anything's ready to paint, I'm going to be there with my paintbrush. That's what I was there doing you go. today. So I don't <laughs> actually have as much time to write but I also find that having a creative project, they feed into one another. So, oh, yeah. so being with family and having this enormous, intense creative project will color my writing. Why don't you tell her, Katie, or maybe she'll listen to the podcast. My mother is a concert pianist and I am writing Viola Beaton, who I'm modeling her father after Beethoven. And Viola Viola herself is a piano teacher. My mother's Mm -hmm. a piano teacher. So I have been over at my mom's house sometimes just to escape the debris. (laughs) And I have been writing while my mom plays Bach or Beethoven in the background. And I'm I'm picking her brain about the musician character. So absolutely great question. We use what's in our current lives. Like we oh, know yeah. what's going on. And that's how I'm using my situation right now. I'm just getting and I, a uh, firsthand musical experience. I love that. That's so cool. And I'm, I mean, I'm so glad that you are, you know, back with family and things like I that. Know. And I've, it just feels so good. And I visited Alaska very briefly and I know how freaking gorgeous it is up there. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're stateside for my own selfish reasons, but you know, I think, I think that's really cool though, that you're able, and of course you're drawing from your own experience and your family. And it's, I mean, we've talked about it before too, with 
Ford being a carpenter and your partner is being, you guys are renovating an old schoolhouse. Like there's, there's the inspiration there without the, you know, undertone of, does he help you with your research? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, I put a lot of my heart and my um, relationship into that book, but I, I feel like I put it in a way that was just really from the heart, you know? Yeah. Like uh, it was two characters and they're, like you said, the angst level was quite low in that book. Mm-hmm. And some, some readers have found that refreshing because yes, I'm not saying my partner and I don't have any conflict. We do. I'm sure. a chaotic mess. He's always, <laughs> he's always on time for everything and early for everything. He's just like a Midwest hardworking on time early for everything. And I'm just always like late and chaotic. <laughs> so yes, we have conflict, but you're, you're looking at a romance novel and there has to be a basis of respect and love. And I loved writing a male character who was just a mama's boy. Uh-huh, he's such he a softie. He's a big old teddy bear for him. He really I love is. Him. I, he was one of my favorite characters to write. He's he was one of my favorite. He was one of my favorites to read. So yeah. Oh, I love that. That makes me so. I like I said, it makes me so happy that you know you're able to be in a new in a new environment. You were so used to moving around and things like that, but this is this is a new environment, but an old environment. Like it is. It is new. New um, eyes. New yeah. eyes. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, my editor told me post more renovation photos <laughs> or like, you know, do some videos or, you know, because readers are, readers are interested in the renovation projects as well. So it's true. I We're will, very I, I'm trying, I'm trying to get on the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can't meet me over there. Just, it's super yeah, awkward. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. hang out on the awkward side Wait, of TikTok. Give me some TikTok <laughs> tips. Are you two TikTokers? <laughs> Sadie Technically is. I am. Technically. I'm gonna have to find you. It's the same handle. <laughs> yeah. It's literary not original. Illusions. Yeah. Literary illusions I, everywhere. Oh nice. I wish I was better at TikTok. I'm just very good at scrolling it and finding funny <laughs> videos. So I love what Eloisa James is doing on TikTok she's, right now. <laughs> she's a hoot on TikTok. She's killing it. She's killing. She's like the bef- she's like the absent-minded professor. Like, can my students turn? My students ask me, can I turn in one of my romance novels and essay on one of my romance novels instead of Shakespeare? <laughs> and she's just so cute because she's like a romance novelist and a Shakespeare professor. Yes. She's got those like big blue glasses and she looks so cute and excited. And her hair is all disheveled, but she's so smart. She's so brilliant. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. So, um, so your new book, The Devil's Own Duke, it comes out on the 28th. Yes. Is there anything else you want to, any, any parting words or anything like that, that you want to share or if, if, are we able to, um, and maybe you'll mention this but about your your little local bookstore too if we're able yeah 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 so yes thank you I while you were gone um, <laughs> in, in the, we talked about um yeah so I like I said I am chaotic and late with everything but guess what I have swag packs in the works <laughs> and when <laughs> and when people pre-order 
which we still have time to pre-order The Devil's Own Duke, coming out on the 28th, you're going to get a swag pack if you pre-order a signed copy from the bookstore in Haines, Alaska. So that link is going on to my website, hopefully by tomorrow. And so my, my actually, I've never offered signed books before. I've never been able to offer that before. So I'm super excited about that. And the swag pack is going to include a champagne scented candle, which is delicious. Ooh. Yes. Some champagne flavored, sparkling wine flavored jelly bellies. I've had those. I've had those. And if you read the book, you know that there's some cute cats in that book. There's two cute cats. Um, one of the reviewers of the book was like a very finicky feline. And um, it's, it's, you know, Lucifer from Cinderella, but I've changed it uh -huh. and made it my own. So Lucy Cat Lucy. and Bacchus Cat. I've made cartoons of them. So we're going to have stickers. There's going to be bookmarks. It's just going to be an awesome little swag Yay. pack. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Together. So I, I would like it. to let, uh, oh, this is dropping on the 20th. So yeah, by then, these things will all be up and ready and you'll have a chance to win lots of fun prizes and I'm that's all in the works it's all going to be ready by the time this podcast airs so perfect and the show notes for this episode on bookcaseandcoffee.com have the links to her website already so if you don't know where to find it it will be on there yes on there I can I can on there on there <laughs> oh, pirate now. time <laughs> it's cool <laughs> Lenora, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us and hanging out and talking about your books and romance. It's been so much fun. And I know I've been lucky enough to chat with you a couple of times. So it's, and it's always fun and a pleasure. So thank you very much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. Thank Katie. You it's so always much. wonderful to talk to you. It's so nice to meet you, Sadie. I'm, really, <laughs> I'm going to find you on TikTok. You know, I want to see what you're doing over there. <laughs> It's still, it's still funny. It's still, it's still Sadie. It's, so it's good. It's, yeah, it's good. Very much. <laughs> and, you know, I just want to say thank you so much, ladies, for doing a all historical romance offshoot of the podcast because it's really exciting and it really makes me happy and proud. And thank you so much. Yes. Absolutely. We're happy we to have, we have a blast doing team. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. You, for the team. <laughs> you ladies have fun. You ladies have, I could tell. Yeah, we do. We do. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. This Thank has been you. Corset and Crown Drawing Room Callers with Lady Sadie, Duchess Katie, and Lenora Bell. And her new book, again, will be out September 28th, The Devil's Own Duke. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. for Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie. I was, um, I'm happy to give them a Sunday mm -hmm. to work out um, and talk to historical romance authors because that's a big piece of this genre. But it it's is. Not, there's, there's, there's a lot of historicals out there. I can't say that I read too many of them because that's just not my jam, but there's a lot. Yeah. Um, listening to that interview, though, I do think there's some historicals that are now on my TBR. I might have to go take a, a little deep dive back. Yeah. Um, also, you are going to want to check out our on-the-shelf show notes on our website for this episode. We are hosting an amazing giveaway for a signed paperback and book swag from Lenora Bell and her publisher. Also, they are putting together a book box. that That's exciting. Yeah. So details will be on our uh, website, on our on-the-shelf show notes. Hey, Becky. 
Hey, Leah. Did you know that Buzzing About Romance has merch? I did. I actually was on there today <laughs> looking. I got to buy a hoodie because it's she getting do. cooler out. It is getting, although this week it's not. No, it's like, like it's, 90 it's hot degrees. in Pennsylvania right now. It's hot so <laughs> we partnered with I Love HEA's Etsy shop for some super soft, and that is no joke, super soft t shirts, tote bags, hoodies. And now we also have long sleeve t shirts, which let me tell you, my oldest yesterday, we were getting ready to go to church and I was, it was kind of chilly in the morning. So I'm like, you could put on a long sleeve t shirt. He's like, how is it long sleeve if it's a t shirt? I was like, that's just what it's called. I guess he needs a a long long sleeve sleeve. co-player t-shirt. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe. Maybe. Okay. He is my co-player in life. He's your co-player in life. I mean, my mini co-player of life. But You can find the link to our merch shop on our website or searching Buzzing About Romance on Etsy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great way to support the podcast and also get some pretty cool romance really merch. really soft tees she has some cute t-shirts up there like one says I, I love hockey romance but it's all done in like characters and not words oh she put some new stuff up then there's so much new stuff up there don't tell so, me this i know right okay so october drunk book club mm-hmm. so we will be joined by author carla Sorensen for our october drunk book club Yay! i know everybody <laughs> is so excited um you can find all the details and what we are reading and uh, make sure you check out our website drunk book club is an exclusive event for members of our bookcase and coffee patreon mm-hmm. so it's it's been a lot of fun we just had kelly jameson for september drunk book club we've got carla coming for october and so many surprises planned for the rest of the year for drunk so book club so much fun so. it is one of the best nights of the month it is it's fun we can drink mocktails cocktails water whatever you want but we get to talk to a like an author about their book and then it's just like absolute chaos for like two or three hours it's so fun it is the it best is. night of the month so, so corset and crown patreon goal we are currently have a goal that if we reach 50 members of patreon we will launch the corset and crown podcast right now duchess katie and lady sadie do two review quick shot episodes per month and for the next few months a full sunday episode we would love to have corset and crown have their own podcast feed and schedule as to what fits into their life and such so if you're enjoying this episode that you just listened to or would like to have more historical romance content in podcast form please consider supporting us over on patreon Mm -hmm. so we made it a patreon goal just because you know you gotta pay (laughs) to have all you gotta pay and it's good to have goals. It is. And by supporting, by becoming a member of Patreon, you get access to such fun things as Drunk Book Club. We also have a Coffee of the Month Club. You can get a reading journal. There's cool stuff that we do. There is. And you can just hang out with us. because Right. Because we're cool. We are super cool. I mean. So what are you reading this weekend, Leah? Um, I actually started Hunter by Abby. No, not Abby Brooks. I just... Anna Brooks. Let me double check the author name because now there's a lot of A Brooks. A Brooks. Yeah, Anna Brooks. 
Um, it is, I've never read her before and there was a big sale a few months ago and I, uh, or a couple weeks ago, I don't know, time doesn't exist now that my kids are in school. They revolves around them, but I, I'm really excited to try a new author because I try and do at least one new author a month and I've had a couple this month already. So it's been fun. What are you reading? So I am actually working on our love and lyrics list that we have for each um, Mm. Thursday that our bookstagram uh, group does. And we have an upcoming date with uh, Jiffy Kate. So we have to pick a book of Jiffy Kate and put it to music. And I've only read two of their books. So I need to do more. So I'm reading Neutral Ground by Jiffy Kate. It is book three of their New Orleans series. And we read book two for Drunk Book Club. Yes. And so now I'm over, come again. So now I'm reading Neutral Grounds, which is the coffee shop owner, Cece. And the Bayou book, which is book one, the best friend from that book. So Mm -hmm. we'll check that out and see. Um, I love Jiffy Kate, so I'm excited. They're just, they're just amazing people and wonderful and hilarious. We just like to hang out with them when they want to hang out with us so true so very true so So, notable upcoming releases september 21st we have beneath the wreckage the wrecked series book five by katherine cowles i think that completes that series i think that is the end of that series um we also have faking it with number 41 hockey hotties book three by piper rain and they decided to extend that series so you we are getting more hockey from them fun fun Mm -hmm. we have when sparks fly by helena hunting this is the start of a new series for her that's with saint martin's press um i know you're excited for this next one until april uh-huh. Uh huh. This is the Until Him, Her book ten by Aurora Rose Reynolds. This is the second generation of the Underground Kings, though, too, right? It is. Yes. So it is second generation Masons and second generation Underground Kings coming together some more. I'm so excited, but I'm not sure if it is still coming out the 21st. She had posted that she was delaying, and I can't remember if the 21st is the new date or the old date. Old date. I think that's probably the old date. So. Yes. Check your pre-orders. But it on is it. coming. Don't worry. It's coming and it is going to be good. So good. Uh, Codename Aries, which is part of the Zodiac Tactical Rescue Unit series by Janie Crouch. Yes, this is, it's actually book one of her news. Oh. This is a new series for her. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Inmate of the Month, Souls Chapel Reverence, MC Book 7 by Lainey Lynn Vale. Mm-hmm. Is this like just basically your shopping list here, friend? No, the number one and number three were not mine. Okay. This one's for yours. And number two, you're excited for too. So don't give me that. 923, The Heart Chaser, a hockey romance, Boston Hawks, book six, seven. Mm, I don't. Seven? Six. I don't know. I lost count. But it's Gina Aziz. It's 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 going to be good. It is Panda's story. So fun um okay what are we doing next time leah so next up on the podcast are you ready for some football i definitely am because you were supposed to sing that you were supposed to sing that but the season opener was this weekend and 
let me tell you my Steelers won. So it was a very good Sunday. Um, You're supposed to sing that. No, there's, there's no, there's no show notes saying this must be sung. So um, I will fix that for when we I do need the stage episode. notes next time. I will give stage notes. I mean, I need them. If you want me to sing it, you got to tell me in the notes. So anyway, buzzing about romance team is bringing back our sports draft edition of the podcast. This time we are drafting our best football playing book boyfriends. Becky is going to go head to head with our sports romance loving guru, Heather, who you can find as Minnesota hockey mom reads on Instagram. So her, so Becky and Heather are going to pick their top 11 book boyfriends who are either current or retired football players. Right. And they can be college, professional, or retired. Like yes. football has to play some piece into their backstory. Yes. So it is going to be good. And I will be the ref or line judge, so to speak, of the football draft. And I'm very excited. It's going to be so much fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. I had to, I did have to Google how many players are on the field at a time. Like, I- but I told you 11, like there was a reason for my 11. I just thought you were making numbers up. Why did you ask? Guys, I thought you were just making numbers up. Sometimes I don't know. You're sketchy. Am I though? No, not really. <laughs> I have trust issues. Anyway, thank you everyone for joining us for this special edition episode of Buzzing About Rom- Romance, the Corset and mm-hmm. Crown podcast. Um, until next time. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.